0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get to the carbon tax. And my good friend, Dan McTague, president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, 18 years a Liberal Member of Parliament, joins us on this program and it stands, well, it's your issue. Uh, Carbon tax is your issue, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm fine i wish it weren't my issue and it's carbon taxes because there's not just the uh, one that we heard about that the federal liberals decided to increase and broke a campaign promise uh, but also the clean fuel standard uh, this is going to be a very costly future and uh you're going to start to see it showing up uh, in bills uh, well as of now
0: well let's talk about this let's just get to the gas pump this morning my car was running on fumes you know a little message appears on your screen that says do you want us to tell you where the closest gas station is dummy <laughs> right <laughs> so that that screen message was there I went to fill up Dan and it was a buck 62 Wow a buck 62 uh, per yeah. liter so that's over six dollars a gallon
1: it is and it's uh, obviously supreme but even for the regular stuff it's uh you know this morning dollar 26.9 now imagine. If uh, with HST in the province like Ontario or GST in other provinces of uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, uh, and Alberta, uh, as well as British Columbia, you know, if you could see those prices drop 10 cents a liter, that's exactly what would happen if we didn't have this, uh, what I call a weather tax. Uh, of course, I'm tongue in cheek, but it's not going to change anything except to, uh, you know, pretty much provide the federal government with, uh, with much needed revenues because, we, as we know, it's definitely not rebated. That's been proven by Blacklock's reporter and many others who've shown that the federal government kept $200 million in so-called rebate. And we know that the GST, HST is not rebated. And of course, when I'm talking about a, uh, you know, a, a truck drivers having now to pay a, an additional 12 and a half cents a litre, where does that wind up? Well, it winds up being part of your grocery bill. It hurts farmers. And of course, these things are things that consumers are going to have to start to get used to because they've, cheerfully gone along with this in many of the urban centers across Canada.
0: Do you have an idea of just how much this uh, carbon tax and the clean fuel tax, all the taxes combined, all the effects that it has, or they have, those taxes have, how much is it going to cost the average family over a year? Do you know?
1: Well, by the, by the end of 2030, when uh, April 1st, uh, April Fool's Day 2030, when, uh, and assuming Mr. Trudeau doesn't or any of his successors decide to add on to this carbon tax, between the clean fuel standard and uh, the uh, actual uh, carbon tax of $170, uh, I'm looking at additional, uh, to heat your home, uh, an additional uh, $1,100 a year. Uh, I'm looking at gasoline, about $700 more a year. And that doesn't include the secondary costs, as I mentioned earlier. So, probably about three dollars to $4,000 more a year uh, that you'll need in disposable income just to pay for that. And of course, most of that will not be rebated. Now, we know that the rebate Uh, will now require the federal government to uh, dig deep into its pockets at the same time, $24 billion. Imagine how many hospitals and social programs and pensions won't be able to be paid because we now have to uh, rebate people uh, so the government can uh, claim that uh, this is a very efficient tax, which of course it isn't.
0: Well, governments usually then find another way to add taxes to what uh, was already there. If they're running short, they'll find another way to tax.
1: Sure. And of course, uh, you know, take your province. Uh, you're, you're looking at a 13 cent uh, tax in, in Alberta plus a, uh, a federal tax to excise tax of 10 cents. Ontario 14.7, the Maritimes and then a GST and HST on top of that. Roy, I guess uh, when we get around to April 19th, we'll see if the federal liberals don't increase the HST. I believe they have no choice given the amount, amount of debt this country has incurred. I just don't see any uh, bright clouds uh, going forward, certainly not for consumers and people trying to make and struggling trying to make ends meet at a very difficult time historically.
0: Here's an email from Kelly in Alberta. Here in Alberta, we get how this carbon tax is nothing more than a tax grab. I hope Dan is preaching to the East. They're the ones that can end this by voting out our prime minister. She added a word there.
1: Well, she's right. Um, It's Eastern Canadian in large cities that uh, think nothing of this and think, oh, rebate, rebate, rebate. Look, you're going to get fleeced. And I can't use a better term. You're going to be fleeced by several hundred dollars this year alone. I say that simply because the cost, the inflationary effect uh, of this carbon tax. Uh, Yeah, you're going to get a little bit back, you know, get three, four hundred bucks here, but it certainly won't account for colder weather it won't account for larger families and your need to use more fuel. If you need to use more fuel to heat your home in a colder situation, sorry, but the Liberal government template for this carbon tax doesn't work. And so while all of the Eastern elites, and I call them that, the Laurentian elites, uh, we refer to them as the folks who like to give advice to others and tax the snot out of them, while at the same time receiving well, you know, significant subsidies and wonderful back uh, uh, federal government uh, support for their uh, never-ending data and research that always has to be confirming the idea that climate change and, and carbon taxes are, are inevitable and necessary. It really leaves people at variance. And so it's really right up to the 905ers and the 416ers, you know, writing side represented to finally wake up, smell the coffee, and realize uh, we're not going to change anything in the world while China, India, and the rest of the world continues to increase their carbon emissions if, in fact, that's the concern that they have.
0: Well, your former caucus colleague, now prime minister, says it's a tax on pollution
1: well maybe you should stop exhaling. I want to drag you I mean, back I
0: just want to drag you back in back into the political arena I
1: wish you hadn't but I, <laughs> look I know that guy and I, I I don't want to get into what I've already said with you many times in the past you know uh, uh, well this, go ahead fellow not, yeah, well look I mean, he, he's not capable of under of discharging the job and we've had this discussion before he's obviously a poltroon being let around the nose uh, nice hair nice socks nice selfies but the, at the end of all of this, you know, you want somebody of substance who recognizes that the real crisis in this country is a health one, and it's now going to be an economic one. Anybody who wants to invent some kind of environmental shenanigans should look at Canada's clean record in terms of real environmental and real pollution, because we've got our to act together when it comes to clean air, clean water. His own government decides to dump sewage into, I don't know, into uh, the St. Lawrence River. I'll put that aside for a moment and, and remind everyone here that if we're going to be fixated on only one single issue, uh, then we have a very serious problem in this country in terms not just of our democracy, but of our options in terms of how to get ourselves out of this mess that we find ourselves in. And this guy is not the man for the job. I don't know who is, we could have that big debate, but as long as people believe that uh, it's all about climate worshiping, yes, climate changes and has been changing for some time, but to suggest that it has something to do with humans and that attacks can somehow manage to, you know turn the thermostat up and down when it comes to controlling climate is absolutely absurd. And ridiculous. And anybody who thinks that's a smart policy, including the six trendy members of our Supreme Court of Canada, who obviously are are politicians now, they're no longer jurists, ought to really give their head a shake because the evidence is not there, and it's certainly very controversial. And the debate has yet to be finished, much less finalized.
0: I spoke last weekend uh, with Dr. Bjorn Lomborg from the Copenhagen Consensus Center. Right? Uh, Time Magazine named him among the world's 100 most influential people. And we were talking about the cost to individuals, what happens to people when their energy prices, their energy costs raise beyond their capability to pay. And there was a British story, Dan, that I talked about on yep. the air, and I had the the evidence, and I still have it at home in my files, where British seniors, many of them who have low income or fixed income, what they do in the wintertime is they ride the buses all day long. Because they can't afford to heat their homes, so they go into the only warm environment they can afford, and that's public transit. Terrible. It's, I don't know it's, if it's we're not. going in that direction, but that's that well, was the British example. But
1: Britain said no to a carbon tax. Let's understand that. Let's get this really right. Britain said no to a carbon tax because they know the full effect of what happens in a country that is blessed as ours and isn't as obviously a country that's far colder than any other country in the face of this planet. For us to impose this, I mean this. It's not just reckless, uh, it is uh, a form of economic vandalism, the likes of which I have never seen a government engage in. And so sooner or later, the public will wake up, especially when kids keep telling their parents as advocated by our school curriculum, that the world's coming to an end in 10 years. If we don't understand the economics of what is about to take place, then we're going to find ourselves in a situation where many kids are not going to have a home to go back to, especially if interest rates start to go up. And of course, uh, the economic uh, the economic situation continues to deteriorate. Uh, it's only a matter of time, Roy, before all the public, I think those who think wonderfully and think this is without consequence are going to sooner or later realize uh, that we have a government in Ottawa that's not got their back, it has its own agenda, and that agenda is completely at variance with the Canadian way.